Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Ween Dog. Before we get into this episode of the MMA Roasted Podcast, I got to give you guys a little heads up that the audio quality on this episode is a, it's, it's a little funky. So what happened is I wasn't able to make it to the studio on this day of the recording. So, uh, you know, maybe a couple of microphones weren't turned on and maybe a couple of Skype calls weren't recorded. But guess what? It's no big deal. I did the best I could to repair the audio. Adam, he called Colby Covington. The The call got kind of funky, so he he recalled Colby and did another interview. So I'm going to slap that interview on this episode right after the ads. So I hope this episode turns out fine. I mean, Greg Wilson's mic wasn't turned on. <laughs> but luckily he he talks loud enough so you can you know somewhat understand what he's saying in the background it's no big deal um, i hope it turns out good and i hope you guys enjoy it so here it is without further ado a brand new episode of the mma roasted podcast traps 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 Hey, bro, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here. We have the Greg Wilson back. How, hey, how are you, man? Excited to be back here. Yes. Uh, oh, my God. I've been locked away. So turn your radios down. Uh, yes. This is, this is going to be fun. It's going to be a fun show. Uh, I want to thank our sponsor, Speedweed. Listen, people, marijuana is legal in California, and there's no reason to have to leave your house to get it, Okay. You know, you go to a dispensary, they, they give you some pots to sample, you drive home, next time you get pulled over, you, yeah, you got a DUI. Uh, DUIs are up huge since the legalization of marijuana, okay? So you don't even chance it. You order pizza, you order Chinese food, you order whatever, your Postmates, now you can order marijuana. And they got the best vapes, uh, they, got, they got like CBD mints, I'm looking at gummy bears, they have CBD ocean, uh, lotion, they have everything, uh, amazing marijuana. Everything they actually have, they have marijuana sex lubricants. This is, I'm telling you. Wow, is that okay? I, I'm not sure how it works, but uh, I'm gonna try. Excuse I think my, we both have to. I uh, think this is a matter of just not on, not on each other, but but yes, yes, 100%. Not on each other. <laughs> I'm out. It's gonna be. Fun. I'm telling you, go to go to go to speedweed.com. Can we do it on mic? Yeah, yes, of course. That's it's gonna, we're gonna, it's gonna be radio gold right there. <laughs> Go to speedweed.com, check it out. Uh, tell them that MMA, put an MMA roasted, you get $10 off, orders of $100 or, or more. Trust me on this one, it's the best stuff you'll ever smoke, ever do. CBD is amazing. After rolling, I put it all over me. It's great. Also, for him, listen, 
66% of men lose their hair by age 35. I know I've lost some, and I wish I had it back. I look at old pictures, and I'm like, fuck, man. Uh, the thing is, once you start to notice your hair loss, it's too late. It's gone. It's easier to keep the hair you have and to replace the hair you've lost. Is that hairline slowly starting to move backwards? Any bald spots yet? Come on, be honest with yourselves, people. How would you feel a year from now if you're fine, if it's business as usual up there? I ask you, you want a bald spot to pop up, or you want to do something about it first? Do you want your hairline to recede, or do you want to do something about it first? Come on, people. Listen, why do guys turn to weird solutions or do nothing when they can turn to medicine and science? Go to 4 a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sex wellness for men. They connect you uh, with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. Well-known generic equipments to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Prescription solutions backed by science. No waiting room. No awkward doctor visits. Save hours by going to 4 It is so easy. Listen, people, I'm telling you, I've been using this stuff and my hair's actually staying where it is. So all you guys making these dumb forehead jokes, okay, well... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. All right, so, order now. It does look good. I actually noticed that when I came over there. I was like, yeah, look at Adam. It, it's all about four hymns. My listeners get a uh, trial month of uh, hymns for just $5 today right now while supplies last. See the website for details. This will cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or the pharmacy. Go to fourhims.com slash roasted. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash roasted. Fourhims.com slash roasted. Hello, is this Colby Covington? This is Colby Covington. What's up? This is Adam Hunter. How are you, man? I'm talking to the champ. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, bro. How are you? Good. Congrats on uh, throwing the first pitch out. I mean, did you ever think that was going to happen in your life, throwing the first pitch? Uh, Of course I I expected it. You know, I'm a great great American winning machine. So, you know, (laughs) America loves winners, and that's why I went out to the Miami uh, stadium to throw out the first pitch and celebrate being a winner and a world champion. Did you throw a strike or what? Damn right, I threw that right down the center, man. I, you know, I had a, I had a big uh, critiquer. You know, the guy that was catching the ball was my former high school and middle school buddies. So, you know, he's like one of the starting pitchers for the Marlins, and it's Dan Straley. So, you know, I, I couldn't let him down, man. I had to throw it right down the middle. That's awesome, man. Well, well, congratulations. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm super happy for you. And, c- and congrats on, the, on, like, the big win. You're now the champion of the world. I mean, did you – how good does it feel to be champion of the world? Oh, it feels good, but it just – there's so much unfinished business that I have left, you know, just proving each and every doubter wrong from the beginning is what this plan's been, and this is just a big slap in the face. It's going down as labeled as the snowflake Armageddon. <laughs> it's where all the nerd tears are coming out. All the haters and virgins, they're just sad at home with their tissues. So it's a great feeling to be a UFC world champion. But I think a lot of people are jumping on the bandwagon too, right? You notice that also? A lot of people now are finally coming around? Yeah, people are coming around. They're realizing that, uh, you know, I support America. You know, I stand for a bigger cause now. And, you know, I'm using my platform to relay the message about being proud of being American, being proud to, you know, have President Trump be the leader of the free nation. So... You know, I think a lot of people are coming around and realizing that, that you know, I'm doing good for America and, you know, I'm, I'm being a good role model. I, I did notice that Donald Trump Jr. commented on your Instagram. Uh, how do you know him? Uh, yeah, we kind of got in touch with him through a guy named Cameron Haynes, my friend. You know, he kind of put out a, a picture of me with the UFC belt after I won on Saturday night in Chicago. And Donald Trump kind of messaged him and was talking to him a little bit, so... You know, I, that was a connection I got through my buddy Cameron Haynes. 
Now, let's talk about that fight. Did that fight go exactly as you saw it? Because I remember you came on the podcast a week before. You said you were going to knock him out and teabag him in the middle of the octagon. That didn't happen. Uh, you did win. Uh, I think you won all five rounds, but you didn't knock him out and teabag him. Yeah, I had, a, I had an off night, man. But, you know, I did do something that I said I was going to do, and that's what I was going to be great like Michael Jordan. The thing about Chicago is all their sports teams suck. The Bulls suck. The Cubs suck. Uh, the Blackhawks suck. The Bears suck. So, you know, they're not going to see a world championship for at least another 100 years. So, you know, they should be thankful that they had greatness in the building. Colby Chaos Covington, UFC world champion. Did, was, uh, was RDA tougher than expected? No, he was everything I thought he was going to be. He was definitely the second best fighter in the division. You know, he was my toughest challenge and toughest opposition. You know, he's very well-rounded, but, you know, he, he's the second best fighter for the reason. I've separated myself that I'm the best fighter in the world, and it's a large gap in between. Well, I mean, definitely, I mean, you proved a lot of people wrong. A lot of people were counting you out. Uh, and, in fact, like Bisbing and Karen Bryant, I remember after the show, you, you went on Fox Sports, and you got into it with Bisbing. What happened there? Yeah, me and Bisping got into it. He's, he's trying to ruin my moment. He was being unprofessional. He's supposed to sit behind that Fox desk and be unbiased. But, you know, he got his little nerd tears feelings hurt. So, you know, he's just another nerd. You know, he's a little one-eyed idiot. Come Michael on. Bisping, I mean, he... You know, he's just mad that his coach, Jason Perillo, you know, he got his ass beat and he, he had to eat his words. He was talking all the big game before I fought. And then, you know, I went out there and did my thing and got my hand raised and he was all, he was all butthurt about it. So... Michael, Michael Bisping needs to know his role. He's a retired ex-middleweight. you know, middleweight. He's a bum. You know, he got beat up by two welterweights in a row back-to-back -back right now. So he's retired with his little one eye. You know, he, he's not even on my level, so I don't know why he's trying to pipe up to me. Colby Bisping is a world champion. He knocked out Luke Rockhold. I mean, he's an ultimate fighter winner. He's a UFC Hall of Famer. I mean, come on. I mean, he, he also got one of the, one, the biggest flukes in UFC history against Luke Rockhold. He got, he got KO'd unconscious flatlined by American forefather Dan Henderson. He should realize you don't mess with the red, white, and blue, man. That's what happens, what happened when he fought Dan Henderson. So, you know, he had a subpar record. His record wasn't that great. You know, yeah, he got a lucky fluke world championship. But before that, he was just a gatekeeper at best. So, you know, the, the guy's a bum, dude. I don't know what, why he's trying to talk. He's, all, he's trying to talk all hard. Dude, you're retired. Dude, come out of retirement if you're so tough. Well, I, well he did say that he would beat you. I mean, do you, do you think you would beat him in a fight? Dude, it wouldn't even be competitive. He just got destroyed by two welterweights in a row. Two welterweights in a row that aren't even on my level. He just got beat up by GSP. That guy's way past his time. The guy's old. He's washed up just like this thing. You know, it wouldn't even be competitive, dude. I mean, honestly, it would be. I'd have to give him like a handicap. Give him like give him two rounds to to start in a five round fight. I'll just here two. The first two rounds you can give him. I'll give it to you. Put it down on the scorecards. But the other three rounds, I mean, he's not going to last three rounds, so it wouldn't even be competitive. Wait, you think you could beat GSP? I could easily beat that syrup sucker, man. I'd bury him right where he stands. GSP is not on my level, man. His, his skills, you, they're not going to translate against a guy like me. You know, what he tries to do, I'm a different level wrestler. I don't get held down. I've never been held down. And I'm a different volume striker than he's ever faced. You know, my pace alone would break him. You know, but he knows that. He's too old now. You know, he's going to stay in Canada and suck on his syrup over there. <laughs> No, no, Kelvin, Kelvin Gaslam's a good fighter, though. I mean, he's one of the, he's one of the best in the world. Kevin's a, he's, he's a great fighter. You think you could be Kelvin? It wouldn't even be, a, it wouldn't even, I mean, he, listen, he's listening to, he's losing to guys like Neil Magny. Neil Magny is 
like nine or ten in the division. You know, you saw what happened to Neil Magny when he fought RDA. RDA fucking submitted him in like a minute. It wasn't even competitive. So, you know, I don't know why you're talking about all the peasants. The thing is, is I'm the puppet master, and these are all my puppets. <laughs> now, thinking about a guy that you're gonna have to fight, Tyron Woodley. He's furious. He said he may have to. He may actually murder you in the octagon. And he also said that you wouldn't let la- uh, that 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 is. And he's he's now that you you woke up a sleeping giant. Now you're not concerned at all about about his his power. Not concerned one bit, man. Look at his power. He throws 25 punches in a five round fight. I mean, the guy just is coming off the worst title fight in the history of the UFC. He got a record. His only record that's ever going to go down in the UFC for least strikes thrown in a fight. It's pathetic. The guy can't do anything. He has no gas. He's mentally weak. He mentally breaks. I felt it one-on-one firsthand at American Top Team. The guy's a joke, dude. He's trying to get himself hyped up for something that he's going to fail so hard. And when he fails so hard and I get the the belt and retire his ass, he's going to be on a therapist's couch, man. You're going to have to check that guy. He's going to be on suicide watch. But you're not worried about it. I mean, the guy knocks. I mean, he knocked out Jay Haran. He knocked out Josh Koscheck. I mean, he knocked the actor out. He knocked an actor out. No one knows who that guy is. Who he knocked out, Josh Kostak. The guy was already retired. GSP retired Josh Kostak. His face was already a mess. He had his orbital broke, crashed too many times. And he's coming off a knockout loss to Lawler before that fight. So those fights, you know, they're not very impressive to me. Look at his last string of fights. You know, he's a little older now. He's slowed down. He doesn't have the same work ethic. Work ethic. Look at his face. He's a little fat, man. He doesn't want to show his little muffin top he's got going on. You know, the, Tyrell Woodley's old. He's at the end of his career. His time has come and gone. My time is now, Adam. I, I got to say, man, the fact that you, I talked to you on Tuesday before I fucked up the audio. Sorry about that. You, okay. um, you were back in the gym on Tuesday. You won the title on Saturday. You took Sunday off, I assume. Were you back on Monday morning? I, I, I actually stayed in Chicago. I was banging Midwest Freaks all weekend, so I wasn't able to get back to Florida and American Top Team until Tuesday. You know, I had my little victory tour, all my Midwest Freaks, after I beat up that Brazilian geek RDA. So I got back to the gym. I'm actually outside, standing outside American Top Team as we speak. Wow. I mean, that's dedication. I don't know many people that can win the fight, uh, the, the, the belt on Saturday and be back on Tuesday working their asses off. I mean, that, that just shows how good, maybe that's the secret of your, of your success as far as cardio and everything else. Um, let's talk about some of those, Brazilian, those, uh, those porn stars. The porn convention was in town over the weekend. You win the fight that night. What do you do? I win the fight. I go straight to my room and I have a threesome with two different porn stars. I'm on the porn star diet right now. That's how my cardio is so good, man. I go all night. I don't get tired ever. So, you know, I, they, they want to take pictures with the bell. They wanted to get naked and put them around their tits. And we had a good time, man. One of them wanted me to fuck her doggy style while I had the belt on. So and Did you? Did you bang her doggy style with the belt on? Of course I did, bro. And, and I, I was like, why do you keep looking back? Damn, am I that good looking? I'm like, I know I'm good looking, but she, she kept looking at the belt. So, so what does that belt smell like right now? Oh, I mean, it still smells like leather, man. Oh, okay. It's good. You know, I, I, went, I took it, you know, right to the, I got it washed the next day, got a little spit shine, boom, boom, got the, the gold back looking good, the diamonds fresh. So, you know, I, I definitely, it's sanitary for the next chick that wants to get down. Now, aren't you concerned a little bit about herpes or gentle warts or anything for some of these girls? Yeah, of course, dude. That's why I wrap up, man. Like, come on, I'm not stupid. Dude. Okay, you wear. A con- I mean, not just not just those girls. Any girls could have herpes. Actually, a lot of times, porn girls are cleaner because they get tested every every week. So, 
Uh, a lot of times, those girls are actually the cleanest girls are, are out there. So uh, I hear you. Yeah, you're right. Now, are, are you looking to have a, a girlfriend or find the one or just threesomes every night? Uh, you know, definitely. You know, I, I'd love to settle down, you know. I'd love to find the one. But, dude, man, chicks, man, there's so much drama, man. They just take away from your focus. So, yes. you know, I don't even want to give that time and energy up to a girl right now. You, you see how focused I am on fighting in my future. That's all I care about, man, is defending my belt and being the best and greatest fighter of all time. That's all I care about. I eat, live, and breathe this. 365 days a year, Adam. I'm 24-7. I'm that type of guy, man. So I'll sacrifice a girl for my world championship and all that stuff. I don't, I don't care about a girl. If I find a, a good girl and a unicorn comes along that fits me perfect, great, man. I would love to, to share my life with her and be faithful to her because that's the type of person I am. But... You know, until then, you know, I'm just going to focus on my money and my career. Well, your sister is like a dancer for a basketball team. Don't you have any friends, hot, hot dancer friends? Yeah, she tried to hook me up with some of her friends. She used to be a cheerleader for the Sacramento Kings and the Florida Ice Hockey Panthers. So she's got some hot friends down in L.A., so i got to make a trip out to L.A. I'll come see You're in L.A., right? Yes. Oh, perfect. She lives near L.A., so I'm going to come down there, see a couple of her friends, hang out, boom, boom. Come by the studio, say what's up to my boy Adam. I love it. Be fun. I, I love it. I love it. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be honored. Now, Matt, Sarah, what happened with you and him? I mean, there's not really anything that happened with us. He's just trying to pop up, pipe up to the king. The thing is, I mean, he's a one-hit wonder. He's losing a 10-8 battle right now to diabetes, and he wants to come at the UFC welterweight king, Colby Cass Covington. It just makes no sense. He's just looking for headlines. You know, the guy's a joke. He's a little squirt. You know, like he's got a 50-50 record. What is he, 10-10 and 10 or something like that? Come on, bro. You couldn't hold my jock strap, man. Let's, let's be honest. Let's be real, man. You have a better shot to hit the Powerball than talking about me anything to do with fighting. So, you know, the guy needs to worry about his fight with diabetes, man. He's looking but, a little fat. But he, he said if there was a street fight, if there was a street fight, he would be the one to leave and you'd be the one knocked out. Oh, Wow. That real original, man. Did, did, he, did he come out with that? How long did it take him to come up with that fucking cool-ass story? Like, come on, dude. The guy's a joke, man. He, he, he was losing to Shoney Carter on the fucking back in the old days. Dude, the guy, what is he, 50? How old is he, man? Like, he's, on, he, he, like, he's up there. I mean, he's definitely not in his prime. But uh, what, what happened? I, he, I feel bad for him. What happened? He, he, what, he, like, did those guys set you up? They had Usman come out or something? Or something crazy happened? I don't even know, man. Like, they, he, you know, he's just been trying. The thing about Sarah is he's just looking to get, you know, some sound bites out of me. He's looking, you know, me, for me to reply back to him and, so his podcast can take off the ground. His podcast sucks. No one cares about it, man. No one wants to listen to that old fart fucking talk, you know? Like, so he's just looking for, you know, clickbait. He's trying to get me engaged. And, dude, he, honestly, I have not, you hear me how I am. I'm not, I'm not hyped up about it. It is what it is, man. I got bigger fish to fry and more money to make, so I'm not worried about little bald-headed uh, twerp fucking Matt Sarah. Now, one, one of my favorite one of, one of my favorite kid. stories about you, Colby, is I heard it from Ben Askren. He was coaching his boy against you in college. You were beating up on his 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 student, his his athlete, and then you got into Ben Askren's face, like you want some of this next. But he was the coach. I, I I've never heard of a wrestler ever doing that. Uh, it was crazy. But that, that made me really think that, like, man, this dude, I mean, at that time, he was an Olympian. And you were like, fuck it. I, even though he's not even on the team, I will still wrestle Ben Askren right now. Yeah, because I knew where my level was. Dude. I, I was on the Olympic 
I was good enough to be on the Olympic ladder at that moment. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like he was way ahead of me in the gap of wrestling. You know, I was one of the best wrestlers in the division one at that time. So, you know, all the D one champs always go on and be the Olympic guys. So, you know, I, I didn't care about Ben Askren, man. If he wanted to wrestle, dude, we could have wrestled, man. He wasn't going to fucking intimidate me, dude. No, no. He says if he fought you, it wouldn't be competitive. Honestly, dude, I feel bad for that guy, Adam. The fact that he's still trying to keep this fail of a career going, like, of course he's going to try and try and bite some lip off to the UFC king, you know? I mean, dude, no one cares about him, dude. He's boring. He doesn't sell. Like, he can't, he can't break an egg. Let's be honest. The guy had a guy in Bellator mount for 25 minutes. The guy didn't even look like he had a scratch after the fight. I think Korshkov or something. I mean, dude, the guy's... He's not, he's not at that level. But he, he, look, he was, say, he's 17 and 0. He'd be there. He was a Bellator champion, the one FC champion, the two time national champion. Padded record, 17 0, a bunch of uh, snowflakes, a padded record, a bunch of little nerds. You know what I mean? The guy, the guy never fought anybody, you know, to be honest. Well, he never fought. I mean, he, he, he did beat Jay Huron. It was very disputed. Some people thought Jay won. It was, it was a close fight. Who the, fuck, who the fuck is Jay Huron? You keep saying this name like people know who he is, Adam. Come on, let's be real, dude. No one knows who fucked. Jay Haran is. Or she, did you say Jay, Chevron? Jay was a great Chevron? fighter. He was a great fighter. He was just a little ahead of his time. Uh, great wrestler as well. So, all right. So we, so we fight Tyron Woodley. Let's say you beat Tyron in MSG. I think that's... I, I talked to Danny yesterday. He, he, he liked the idea of it. You fight Tyron Woodley in MSG. Then what do you do? Do you call out Conor McGregor? You have to see, man. Definitely. You know, I got my eye on Conor and GSC. Both those two. They both intrigued me. So, you know, I got my eye on him. I think that little uh, coked-up leprechaun might have something to say as well. He's talked about getting a third belt at welterweight. So, you know, this is all chatter. You know, let's see if he puts his mouth where his money is. Have so, you ever even been rocked in a fight? Have I ever been rocked? Yeah. Not even close. Never never rocked in a fight. Never rocked in training. Never, dude. I'm, I'm the most flawless fighter in the game. Least hit. Never do my... I got an iron chin anyways. So, you know, no one's even came close to fucking rocking me. And what uh, belt are you in jiu-jitsu? I'm a super black belt. They gave me, like, the super black belt. They, they didn't want to give me a belt because I'm so above the belt. You know, the belt is all a joke. You know, the thing, it's like a Ponzi scheme, man. Just, it's just a money laundering system for people to get money. Oh, it's about respect, you know. But these are also the same people that are going and cheating on their wives, having infidelity in, in the MMA gyms, uh, cheating on their taxes, just piece of shit type people. So, you know, those fundamentals of martial arts and the respect, it's all bullshit, man. It's all, it's all a hoax, man. So, but how do you do against, like, the black belts at ATT in jiu-jitsu practice? Oh, I submit every single one of them. I'm the, I'm the best fucking uh, jiu-jitsu grappler at the gym. Hands down, it's not even competitive. No one's even on my level. Dude, they sent me to a few of the grappling world championships my first year out of college, and, like, no American won it. And they sent me, I was the only American that won it, won the Fila Grappler against a bunch of black belts. And this is like my first year training jiu-jitsu. Now I've been at American Top Team for eight years now. I've been training with the best in the world. I'm a completely different level now. So, you know, I'm, if I went to ADC, I would easily win. It wouldn't even be competitive. Really? Like, I mean, what about, really? what about, what, what about against guys like Gary Tonin or, or like some of those guys? <laughs> that guy sucks, dude. He got, he got submitted by Shoeface with a flying triangle. I, I, I train with Shoe Faith every day, Carl DeSapodil Jr. That's one of my main training partners. So, I mean, how would you do, how would you do in a grappling match against, like, Dylan Dennis? Oh, who the fuck's that? I don't even know who that is. He's, like, he's, he's Conor McGregor's jiu-jitsu coach. He's in Bellator. He's supposedly this, like, world-renowned under Marcelo Garcia, black belt. Supposed to be a really good guy. 
Uh, I, I don't follow I don't follow Bellator, and I and I definitely don't follow Conor McGregor's coaches. I could give a fuck less, to be honest. So, do you honestly think if you went to uh, Abu Dhabi right now, you'd win the whole thing? It wouldn't even be, it wouldn't even be a question. I wouldn't have to train with for it. It would be easy as fuck, man. I guarantee it. And then and you could ask most of the people that train with me. Ask Shoeface. Ask them if I'd win it, dude. I win that shit easy, dude. Last time the ADC champ came to American Top Team, Rodolfo Vieira, I broke that dude in like a minute. He got into one scramble. I, I literally was in mount the whole night. He couldn't get me off him. Rodolfo Vieira, look it up. He's so, like, damn, Colby, you're on another level, man. So if I ask Hector Lombard, he'll say the same thing? I never, yeah, I mean, he would probably say the same thing. I would hope he did. We've never really trained together, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People say you got to watch out for him. He'll say the same thing. Definitely Hector will say the same thing. He knows how good my grappling is. No one can stop my grappling. Wow. I love it. I love it. Well, listen. And the, truth is, the thing is, the truth hurts the snowflakes, man. That's why this is their bash 2018. And no. I'm making the UFC great again, man. Well, listen, you're backing up everything. Now, when do you officially go to the White House? Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure yet. You know, we got to wait. We got to wait and see, you know. Uh, listen, keep it up, Colby. Be careful. Don't let any of these girls put holes in their condoms or anything. To, you know, I don't want you to see you having kids or any, right now. You got to be focused one day, yeah. all right? So be on the lookout. I like that. You know, God bless America. God bless America. Colby, thank you for everything, and keep doing what you're doing. Do it for the troops, baby. America. Absolutely. Yeah. Take care, brother. Greg Wilson, you got a new TV show on. Tell, yes. t- talk to me, man. Dude, it, it was really, it was the job of, I, I keep saying it, it was the best job I ever had. I, uh, I got cast in this role on Ghosted, which is on Fox. First two episodes just aired this past Sunday. Uh, but they're available now, I think, on Hulu or on Fox.com, one or the other. Um, and, it, dude, I mean, like, because I'm working with Craig Robinson. Yes, I'm brilliant. With Adam Scott. And, and here's the thing, like, I get this role, and the audition was this tiny little, but... You know, they're like, oh, here's your desk. And it's literally like my desk is, is across from Adam Scott and, and next to Craig Robinson. So whatever they're doing, I'm doing. Nice. You know? Do they let you, do you, do they let you imp- improvise at all or no? Really? Yes. And what's funny is I was really afraid to because those guys improvise a ton. And you don't want to be like the annoying guy who's like, tell exactly. this guy to you shut up. The guy who's just supposed to be, dude, just do your part, bro. You know, like, even though, you know, I, I know Craig from the comedy world. It, this is clearly their show. Yeah. And so, I mean, I was very, uh, very much reticent to to jump out there with them because I was like, Let them, they're the stars. I'm just going to, when I'm supposed to chime in, I chime in. But one of the other cast members, uh, the gal, uh, Yimmy, uh, she she started just saying stuff. Okay. And I was like, and nobody, and I was- Was that good or bad? And, and I, very good. Yeah. It's all great. But I'm watching them like- and nobody ever came and, and stopped her. Nobody yeah, there was no, like, all of a sudden to cut, and then people right. are whispering. And exactly, none of that. And I'm watching out of this the entire time, and she does, like, a di- I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. So we can improvise. Okay. And so that's when, that's when I really started. But it would be easier if someone told you, hey, if you want to add something here or there, that would be a better thing, wouldn't I it? No, because, the, to be honest, it was such a creative shift. The reason I was added to the show is because on the hiatus, they changed showrunners. They brought in the guy from The Office. They used to brought in all new writers. I know. Have people been, have you got a lot of people recognizing you from the show? Not yet. I mean, it just aired like two days ago. Have you got anybody? Zero. <laughs> well, 
you do realize if this was 20 years ago, your phone would be off the hook. Oh, sure, absolutely. But I mean, the first two episodes, I, you know, I had very few lines. But it doesn't matter. It's just, it's just crazy. First of all, I'm ha- proud of you. I'm happy for you. I, I love it. But I, I'll never forget, two years ago, the Oxygen show aired, Living with Funny, and I'm one of the, the six cast oh, members. Me, Michael Blackson, D-Ray, I'm the only white guy. Absolutely. That night, I go for a jog, because I have the ha-ha. I'm jogging around La Cienica. I'm like, yes. And then people at the ha-ha were like, hey, I saw you tonight. I'm like, on the show, they're like, no, jogging on La Cienica. <laughs> I had at least four people tell me they saw me on last. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, why do I even bother? I could have just, I could just jog everywhere. And I'm like, the thing, I mean, the reality is, the digital pile is so deep and wide. If you're not a hit, you're just another. But still, you're, but you're on a network show as a cast member, yes. and that's huge. And this week, this is the week that I really get to do something. Right. Like over those first couple of weeks of shooting, they were figuring out what they were going to do with us. And then by this episode, my third episode, episode uh, twelve, right, uh, is when they is when they kind of were like, okay, we know what to do with this guy. Oh, good. Now, um, now I saw that you've been touring with Greg uh, Craig Robinson yeah, also. Yeah, we started. Yeah. So Craig said to you, "Hey, hey, you're a funny guy. You want to open for me?" Yeah. Now you're a hard act to follow. Probably one of the hardest act to follow that I've ever That's seen. Really uh, uh, in fact, when I have to follow you, I'm like, fuck. And and, and you say that about me too, which is an honor. Uh, so. Is it hard for for, for, for yeah? Of course. Is it hard for Robinson to follow you at all? No, not at all. Because he's such, you know, he's such an amazing character as a person. You know what I mean? Like he's fairly uh, bigger than life. You know, everybody knows him from The Office, from Hot Tub Time Machine, and not only that, he's also the sweetest, nicest, most likable guy on the planet. Yeah, yeah. Now he's. And so, I mean, yeah, it's like, no, it's like, you know, I'm not famous. I don't know. So the second he comes out, they forget about everything. Uh-huh. And, it's, and he's a fantastic comedian. No, gr- he's hilarious with the crowd. And then the music stuff is fucking funny as shit. And because he's playing the, the, the piano and stuff like that, it's just a, it's such an entirely different show. I'm not even a thought in their minds. You know, I, I had a show uh, for my cousin who was really sick. She has this, like, disease that all these kids have called uh, uh, a fanual dysonomia, which is, like, only Jewish people get. But it's one of these things where, like, you can't feel pain. You want the chosen. <laughs> well, she, yeah, this, these are not something you want to be chosen for. Like, your bone's growing too big. You, you, can't, you, you can't eat through your mouth. You eat through your stomach. Uh, oh the average age of the kids were, like, 16 when my cousin was born. That's when that's, that was the average lifespan of the kids who have it. Wow. It's one of these things where, like, my cousin's now in her 30s, and she's, she's doing well, but it's really hard. She knocks out her teeth. You can't feel pain. So you can step out on a, ne- a, a, a needle, bleed to death, you would never know it. Well, so, I appreciate you telling me. Well, well it's, I mean, she's, it, she's, I, she's, she's my hero. I, I love her to death. Uh, but the point was that every year we were, I was having, they would ask me to do a comedy show for them and see who I can get. And I got Craig Robinson, and he was on the office at the time, and he drove across town for no money yeah. and did an hour show for these kids. Uh, just because I asked him to, yeah. and, and the kids were all chanting, he's got the biggest heart ever. He, like, is. he is the sweetest, most genuine guy. Yeah. I love traveling with him. I love working with him. You know, it, it's really been the whole thing's been a tremendous blessing. I've really had a great time. That's great. That's great. Uh, what what I did? So I, I had shows over the weekend. It's funny. I'm doing the the lab finally at the Improv. The Improv was like not giving me much love. Uh, the other clubs were the Laugh Factory and yeah, the yeah, Ha Ha, and um, but the Improv. But Jay's still running over there. Jay's yeah, Jay's. But, Hanging on. They, take, they, they flip those guys pretty fast. Uh, yeah, but the thing was, the improv in the lab, it's such a weird spot where you could, like, if you don't 
watch the beginning of the show and see how other comics are doing, it's hard to gauge how, how like you did. Like, if you just show up for your set and you go on and you're like, oh, I, I think I did okay. And the next thing I know, people are like, you were the best of the room. Oh, my favorite of the night. I was like, dude, that, that was like, I thought I fucking bombed. You know, like, that was just a, I was like, how bad did the other fucking comics do? Or like, you know, it's, that, it's a- That room is weird. It kind of has a, that kind of make me laugh vibe. It does. That I've seen it all. It has like alternative- You're not Tosh. Yeah, you know, like, it does. It does. It's weird. And I face that a lot there too. And it's funny because it's not even from like elite people. It's not like they're industry people. No, they're people that couldn't get into the other room a lot of times. Yeah, <laughs> Like, uh, it's really, it's weird. That is true about that. Uh, so, I do love it. I do love the intimacy of it. No, I, there, there's something I do love about it, but it's also like, it was just a strange, strange thing. So I did that, I did that but it was funny because there was an older woman there and, uh, and she kept saying, what, what? And she was with her son. So, so then I kept at, telling her what the joke was right. after I told the joke already, which right, was right, right. got into a laugh. And then at the end, I'm like, if you see me, if any of you guys want to follow me, if you guys are on Instagram or Twitter or life support, you know, I, I pointed yeah, to her. Yeah, and then she yells out, what? I swallow. Like, meaning like, She's not on life support, but it just came off like I swallow. And she's with her son, and everyone just started dying laughing. I'm like, you are a freak. Wait, 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 wait. But was she saying I swallow, or was she saying I'm on life support? She said I swallow, like I'm not on life support. I, I, I guess for your life support, you can't swallow. I, I didn't, but it, Oh, which, because there's a tube down there. Yeah, 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 right, right. Wow, that's a deep dive in <laughs> the mind of the senior citizen. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like you got to connect a lot of dogs. Like, everyone knows that when you're on life support, you can't swallow anything because you got a tube down your throat. Right. But, like, but like, I swallow. Yeah, but. I was like, how is that even relative? Yeah, we hear I swallow, and of course, like, every. The, every guy's like, great, I'm going to look over you, Grandma. Put them teeth out. Let's get a gummy on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that was that. That, that was fun. Then uh, it did the. I did the Laugh Factory Friday and Saturday. Uh, I watched the fights. So you, let's. You gotta imagine your jizz isn't the consistency is very similar to her own dusty spit at this point, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was the oldest girl that ever gave you a blowjob? I don't know, my age? <laughs> 70? No, I, I, I don't think. I, maybe. Jeez. I, I probably hit a 50 year old in there somewhere. Yeah. You know? I do notice older blowjobs are usually better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're thirsty. Or, or like. They don't do it as hard. Like. It's like every... I think one girl told me, she's like, it's been seven years. I'm like, Jesus Christ, lady. I can, you know, you don't have to wait that long. She said, it's been seven it's years. Been seven years. I know. It's been seven years. Four score. And like, <laughs> <laughs> Last time I did this, Clinton Monica was a huge thing. Every... Seven years. <laughs> so, let's talk about the fights over the weekend. Um, wait, wait, wait. I know you probably talked about the Joe Rogan thing and everything, and and what's his name also talking about you. Chael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I want. I was like, yeah, I, got, I thought that was a real highlight for you and the show. Oh, absolutely. No, Rogan listens to the podcast. Uh, I think he listened to the one where Colby talked about John Jones doing steroids in college, oh. because he talked about that on his podcast right after. Which then after that, he then told the same story on. Um, on uh, J- uh, Jim Norton's show, and of course that became everyone. It's funny when someone I tells the version of it that everyone's like, "Yeah, oh, he did the Norton show." It's like, "Yeah, but he did my first. People tend to take whichever one is the most more famous and assume that's the first one. That's the one, right? Of course, this happens to me all the time. With jokes too with jokes. Oh, I saw what's his name doing. Yeah, because he fucking saw me do it three fucking years ago. Oh, one hundred. He's the more famous person. He's the one that they saw do it. Yes. By the way, Vince Michelle is supposed to be here. It's now three thirty. Uh, 
Uh, uh, fuck, they just... A long drive from hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know where he is. Uh, so anyway, um, all right. So I just, I just, he finally got back to me, uh, Ben, by the way. All right, so... All right, here we go. UFC, uh, last weekend. Um, a lot of thoughts on this. First of all, the Romero... Whitaker fight. Romero, how do you miss weight by 0.2 of a pound? I mean, at that point, you, you shouldn't be that sucked out where you can't get that 0.2 out. I mean, come on, man. 0.2? I could see if you miss it by 3, 4, which is still terrible, which is worse. 0.2, you stand on your fucking head and then go on to scale. Uh, like, there's, there's ways to do it. So it felt so bad that he wasn't getting a title shot. And also, he had to give up 20% of his purse. And, uh, and, you know, and also, he had that whole stigma. But it looked like he was a guy really reserving his punches because it really looked like he just couldn't ha- didn't have the energy. He was throwing, what, four punches around. Two of them were hitting and, and knocking the fuck out of Whitaker. But I got to say... That's what I thought was the weirdest part was he wouldn't go in for the kill. He had Whitaker, like, wobbling, wobbling around, and then he would kind of let him recover and then come after him again. It was so strange. And even Joe Rogan and everybody was like, why isn't he finishing him off? Why isn't he attacking He didn't have the energy. He- that happened, like, three times. It's because he's sucking too much weight and he's doing it the wrong way. And it's not the first time, obviously, that he's missed weight. And so, you know, what's the name? Dana said he should go up to 205. He'll be a beast at 205. I mean, he'll be... But it's also was weird how this guy has an Olympic caliber wrestling. He beat Kale Sanderson twice. If you don't know Kale Sanderson, he's arguably the best college wrestler in the history of college wrestling. He's now the Penn State. Him and Dan Gable are, are both, like, neck and neck for the best college wrestler. He was a four-time national... I only gave her lost in college. And, and this guy, beat, Romero, beat him twice... That's how good of a wrestler he is, and he didn't use his wrestling at all. Isn't he like 40 years old? Yeah, we think. He might be like even 60 years old. <laughs> but he's, he's that freak of an athlete, and I got to give it to Whitaker because so many times he was out. He was completely out on his feet. Like yes. He was out, yes. and that guy has the heart of a champion, but I still think that fight was a draw. Scoring it, I think you got to th- give it the first round to Whitaker just by activity. Second round to Whitaker by activity. Third round was a 10-8. Uh, fourth round I would give to Whitaker and the fifth round I think was a 10-8 I I think it was a draw I I, I truly believe that that fight was a draw I mean that's assuming that Whitaker didn't get a 10-8 in the first round no he wasn't no he he didn't have him hurt or in the fourth and the four, no, because he wasn't close to stopping it. Whereas uh, well, Romero, I mean, yeah, but but well, ten eights are usually when a guy's get and, gets knocked down and it almost stops. I was thinking that this is the value of scoring it round by round because that way the way the fight ends doesn't affect the way you saw the first round. Well, even if it was a draw, it was he was still retaining the title. He was going to retain the title regardless because the guy didn't make, make the weight. Yeah. But even if it was a draw. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Listen, all I can tell you is this, man. What a fight. Yes. Irregardless, I thought, I was like, this? Because you've got to admit, a lot of the fights recently, a lot of, first of all, feeling out rounds of very little happening for a whole round, sometimes two rounds yeah. of feeling out. Right. These guys went for it, man. And they fucking were slapping it. I fucking loved it. I was like, this is what people watch UFC for. This kind of fight and the fight right before it. Which that fight... Colby Covington? I was like, this is a great UFC fight. And then the other one was just as good or not better. I was 
losing my mind how great because you'd never get two great fights like that. No, well, I mean, the Covington fight wasn't as action packed. Oh, I thought it was. Those guys were trading leather. I thought it was. Great. Towards the end, Colby had the perfect game plan for RDA, and people say he's boring. That's the way you beat Rafael Dos Anjos. And, and the guy's a wrestler, and his cardio is fucking insane. Phenomenal. He was still fresh in the fifth round. And he backed up everything he said. He yeah, said he was going to do. If you back it up, he man. backed it up, and I got to give it to Colby. Uh, now, Colby and, uh, and Michael Bisbing got into it. Did you, did you see this? Yeah. All right, hold on one sec. I want to pause it for one second. How good is that? Okay, so here's Colby Covington and Bisbing after, right after he wins, right? All my haters in one studio. I appreciate it, guys, but. Uh, what, what, kind of, what kind of excuses are you going to make for RDA now? What are you going to say? He's a lightweight. He's overweight. This and that. We know you're going to make excuses. No one's ever going to legitimize me. And my hey, so I thought you said your coach Jason Pereira was good. No one's making excuses, Colby. You fought a good fight. Why are you, uh, why, why are you so defensive? Why are you going to be a prey? Oh. I'm not defensive. Just all you guys worked RDA up. You gave him a false sense of security that he was a god. He was unbeatable at 170. Now I just beat him. I, I want well, to hear the excuses. Well, that, that, makes it even, that makes it even better for you. So, you know, we said it was a great opponent. You went out there. We just said, I don't know if you care to listen. I know you just had a fight. You've been hitting the head a few times. But obviously you don't think too straight. We just said you fought a very, very good fight. If you care to listen, open your ears. And stop talking so much crap for one minute. You might hear that we actually gave you some uh, compliments. That's not a compliment. Stop talking crap. Isn't that, isn't that your king? That's what you do the best. No, that's that's all you do is talk. Well, Kobe, let's, right? let's, let's talk about the best. Why don't you come out, boy? Hey, hey, come out of time. The best kind of all the time. You for good. Okay. Hey, what's the best joke I've heard all day? Good one. Take your gauge up. Look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, good one. Let's look to the future, Kobe. Who calling out Tyrant? All right, so that didn't go very well. Um, I, you know, I, I'm mixed on this. One hand, like, you know, he did say all my haters in one place. What happened to your coach, Jason Perillo? Because that was RDA's coach. And that kind of, I think, set Bisping off. At the same time, he just fought the fight of his life. He's now the, the new champion. Give him his just due. You know, there's no need to shit on him. I mean, I agree with that. And then, you know, I know you just got punched in the head a bunch of times. It's like, yeah, and you've been there. Would you want to be attacked like this right now? No. This makes no sense. That's actually, in my opinion, very poor form on the part of Michael Bisping. Michael Bisping should have been like, hey, listen, we're not haters. We love, I mean, he should have just, he should have diffused it. Yeah. And been a professional because he's the broadcaster in the situation. Right. He's not sitting in the audience just barking back at him like, oh, anytime, anyplace. He's the fucking broadcaster now. Okay, so he should have diffused it, given him his due, and fucking built him up. Yeah, at the same time, he did say, you know, hey, what about your coach, Jason Perillo? I think the coach thing pissed him off. Because he got Swallow it. You're on, you're on the other side of the fucking booth. And that's what John Anik said. He said, you're taking away the guy's shine. You know, he fought to the fight of his life. Give him his just due, even though you don't like him. And I, I see it. I mean, look, you know, Kobe was talking shit about Joe Rogan. Said he was going to slap him in the face, calling him Taekwon Joe. When he, when he won, he gave him a kiss on the cheek. And a, and like a hug. You know, there is a part, even after the first round, uh, Kobe kind of gave RDA like a good round kind of a thing. You know, you could obviously see he's playing a character. You know, he, I mean, he's, he's amping it up a lot. Yeah. And we're, I don't Listen, know. we're living in the post-Conor McGregor world where this shit is rewarded. Yeah. You know? And so that's just, that's what it is. 
You know, and now you're going to get mad at the guy for playing the game when you rewarded the other guy for doing this exact same thing <laughs> to the tune of half a billion dollars? No, you're going to go out. If it's in you to do it, you're going to do it. Some guys don't have that persona. Right. Okay. But this guy clearly does have that persona and is now fully encouraged to indulge this persona to the end power because it's see, he's seen it pay off. And here we are talking about it. We're not talking about the number, the top fight on the card. We're talking about this fight right now because this shit's happening because it works. We're also talking about him because he backed it up. Yes. You know, and that's that's that, that's, a, that's a huge deal. It is a huge deal. Uh, because most guys can't... Great Kid Rock that said, it ain't bragging. Mo- yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because most people can't... You want to see if we can call him right now, Colby, and congratulate him? Sure, yeah. Most people can't uh, back it up, you know? Absolutely. Um, you know, most people, they talk this talk, and then they, at the end, they can't. Someone, speaking of which, who could not back it up, didn't necessarily talk the talk is CM Punk. Um, you know, I said this was a bad idea, uh, you know, from the get-go. I said this guy has not uh, deserved it. I said that so he's buying his way to the top. He's doing it because of Instagram followers or Facebook followers. And you can't do that in other sports. Oprah can't play for the Lakers. You know, uh, we, we can't do it. Uh, regardless of our ratings. They went out of their way to find an opponent for him to beat. Uh, a guy who was 0-1. Uh, Joe Rogan said the guy has, the guy has, Joe Rogan said the guy has world-class boxing. Mickey Gall knocked him out in 45 seconds. Mickey Gall is not a boxer. He's a jiu-jitsu guy who played high school in football, okay, and his striking is not his best quality, okay? And he knocked out Michael Jackson in less than one minute. So now we have CM Punk, who actually in the first round didn't do that bad. He kind of, even you could say argue me, may have won the first round, maybe not, completely gassed out. Which it's it's hard to believe after three years of Ben Askren as your wrestling coach, Duke Rufus as your striking coach. I mean, you could not pay for better coaching than this guy has, and you gas out after five minutes. Demonstrations, no substitute for repetition. The guys that really make it in the UFC dedicated their lives. Yes. Not three years. No. Their lives from the time they were kids to certain aspects of this, whether it's the Taekwondo, starting with the Taekwondo base or the wrestling base or one of these, but they studied fighting boxing, something their whole lives. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? This guy spent a lot of time just working out. Well, wrestling, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's very, a lot of agility in wrestling. I mean, it's, sure, it's not... It's not the same as actual fighting. No, and we saw that again. And we're going to... And, and, I, and I, I'm, I hope that we're done with this because because you're you when you turn into the UFC and you pay $75 or $60 for a pay-per-view yeah. you you expect to see the best fighters in the world sure. and when you don't see that you get angry or you get mad or you feel ripped off it's and stunt cast. and that's exactly what happened well this is what happened we talked about this we this is because UFC sold out to Fox and to, to uh, William Morris Endeavor but they did it before never got involved. It was going to be more about numbers than it was about quality. But they did that before that. They had CM Punk on before the sale. So you can't just say that. But that's another point is that when you sell a company for four point, you could say, well, you know, it's, it's business and it's entertainment. Okay, but you sold the company for $4.5 billion. This is not the lingerie football league, okay, where you, you, know, you, you, you fucking need a Pamela Anderson to be in there. Exactly. The NBA is entertainment. The, you know, the right, NFL and, they're not doing, and they're not doing it, but they're not hurting for money. And we saw what happened when you get a guy who's not world-class, who's not ready, and, and it's, you're gonna, it's like your neighbor is fighting in the backyard. Yeah. And that's exactly what you saw, and people were angry. And I honestly think that Michael Jackson put money on himself to win by decision. 
because he did look like he wasn't trying. He was holding back in the ground and pound. He was doing some weird shit that you do with your little brother, yeah. where, where like you like you're going like this and you hit him, and and it was it was embarrassing. And I think he probably got a guy. Listen, I'm probably never gonna make the UFC again. Give me give me a million bucks and let's uh and 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 then I'll just bet on myself to win by decision and well, then we'll. I mean, can you blame him? Yeah. Um, uh, Ooh, take the money and run. Do, do I do I blame him? Um, no, I don't know if that's illegal though. To bet on yourself. Oh, it's completely illegal. Is it? Why? No, it's, no, it's completely. I know, guy. I know fighters that bet on themselves. It's completely illegal. I know fighters that bet on themselves. Well, they're getting away with it. Yeah, but are they? If you bet on yourself to win, is that is that illegal? I I, I don't know. So, I, I don't so, think you're allowed to bet on yourself. I, yeah. Okay. What, what do I know? I'm not the That's what I'm saying. If you bet on yourself to win by decision, I'm not sure if that's illegal. All I know is Pete Rose is banned from baseball forever. <laughs> okay, forever, forever. Charlie Hustle, all-time hits leader, is banned from baseball forever for betting on his own games. Yeah, but that's baseball. I don't know in MMA, in MMA yeah, if there's a precedent for it. It's just like... What? I got to take this call. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, so, you know, and the thing was, of course, Jack Jr. hit me up and said, hey, who should you bet on? And I gave him, like, seven bets, and, of course, they all came through. Ah, uh, of course, because you didn't put a dime on No. And he probably didn't go with it either. No. You? No, of course not. No, no, no. That's but, the uh, only time that happens. Only. That's the only time that happens is when you don't bet. So, uh, CB Gold actually just came in. Because time you actually do bet, you lose. Because I overthink it. Yes. Of course. If I'm not thinking, I just say hit X, Y, Z. So CB Gold just walked in a little late. CB, how are you? Hey, how are you? Uh, What have you been up to? I was just buried. Thank you. Now, was this your cat or? Okay. Uh, It was until it wasn't. Now, did you kill it? Got it, got it, got it. So now, I had heard that there's no more graphing for a while. Well, as you know, I'm about to get married. Okay. I'm about to be a married man. Yes. And so I've decided to full-time, me and my wife, just graphing each other. You just graph your wife? We're graphing each other. Okay, and now, but don't you already have her autograph? Listen, you can graph in the morning. (laughs) You can graph a little afternoon to graph. A little night, a little bedtime. Okay. So we're, we're getting a lot of graphic done in the house. And that's great. Now, where did you meet your wife? Uh, you know, I, I was in Conor McGregor's used underwear. Okay. Uh, and she actually was outside by the pool. Right. And, and that's where I, I, I climbed out from his underwear. Right. I dusted myself off from what I like to call gold dust. <laughs> of course, of course. And then I went out there and I introduced <laughs> myself. I said, hey, I am the man that sleeps under Conor McGregor's balls. And she was impressed by this? Uh, completely. Wow, that's amazing. Now, um, now McGregor has been actually getting into lots of trouble. He threw a, uh, a dolly at a bus. Uh, he's, I don't know when he's fighting next. Are you still a big fan of him? I am really committed to these tattoos, so I have to say yes. Okay. Now, is there anything he could do possibly that would make you remove those tattoos? Uh, pay for the Okay, good. That's good. Well, actually... Don't get me wrong. My grandfather is a billionaire. Right, of course. He gave me $130,000 because it was Tuesday. (laughs) Um, So, uh, don't worry. I used none of it to get you a wedding gift. Uh, But, but, but still, I I just don't have the money for that. 
Okay, well, I, I, I understand, man. I mean, you know, you, you, got, you, got, you got to do what you got to do. Now, uh, I heard that Conor McGregor might be calling in. Thank you, CB, for talking to you. Hey, of course. In fact, uh, let me just uh, let me crawl out of his asshole right now, and I'll ask him to call in. Okay, thank you. Thanks, CB. Appreciate it, man. I gotta adjust to the light. Give me a minute. That's that's some asshole. So, uh, Conor McGregor, how are you, man? How are you? Where you been hiding yourself? I've been looking for you, Adam Hunter. I've been looking for you hiding low. Now, Conor, you... I even followed your boss when you were playing that comedy club in Alberta. I threw a chair at it. You didn't even look at me. Now, Conor, uh, we gotta talk about this. So... Artem Labov is your best friend. Yes, chocolate. Now, he was talking smack about Khabib. My mother's milk. Now, Khabib smacked him, right? He That's s- right. And it got back to you. You took a f- private plane with 19 of your hooligan friends. That's right. That's right. This is all correct. And then you show up at Madison Square Garden. That's right. You walk through security, and then you throw a, bus, a, a dolly at a bus where Khabib is staying. That's right. Now, why wouldn't you just fight him in an octagon? Or why would you, if you're going to do this, did you think you were going to get away with this? It was all on camera, all documented. Let me answer your question with a question. Okay. What's my name? Conor McGregor. There's your answer, motherfucker. I'm goddamn Conor McGregor. I'm still confused. I'll do whatever the fuck I please. I'm Conor McGregor. Now, you haven't fought in over two years. Okay, your last fight was against... You don't need to fight. Your fight against Mayweather. I'm fighting with the healing... Okay, now, word is that you might fight Khabib in Russia. Is there any truth to that? There's a little bit of truth to that. I don't mind telling you, I like the loose rules they have over there in Russia. The what? Loose rules. Oh, loose rules. Okay. Yes, they don't mind so much if, you know, put a few marbles in your palm, put some maybe nails in your gloves. They're, they're a little fast and loose over there. So you're, Wait, so you're planning on cheating? No, of course not. I'm just saying, I like the idea. Now, Khabib's got much better wrestling than you. Sure, he wrestled a bear. Okay, and he got better samba. All I was a potato. <laughs> Once again, it seems like Irish people don't get, a, they, they get offended when you make fun of potatoes. But you being Irish... That's... I don't understand that, Joel. I love potatoes. What are people all up in arms about? And there was a famine back in the day. And... I wasn't there for it. What's my name? Conor McGregor. You're goddamn right it is. Okay. Now, would now, how are you going to deal with Khabib's wrestling? How do you plan on dealing with Khabib's wrestling? Khabib's a fine wrestler. But as you know, I knock people out with my charisma. Uh, your charisma? That's right. All right. My vibe. Can you feel it now? Now, Michael... Throwing it at you now. You feel... <laughs> you feel that? I, I feel something. Now... Michael Chiesa supposedly is suing you because you got glass in his eye and he couldn't fight. And that's why I'm going to Russia. Why? Glass in the eye is covered. They, they cover that? That's what they do. It's, it's, it's anticipated. And then Ray Borg... You don't go into a fight in Russia without throwing a little glass in your opponent's eye. Now, Ray Borg is supposedly suing you also? Ray Borg? I don't even know him. He's a 125-pounder. Uh, who's very upset because he couldn't fight either because you, you got glass in his cornea. Listen, life's full of little setbacks. You think I wasn't born with a little glass somewhere in my body? Uh, so you're not even feeling bad about any of this? No, of course not. What's my name? Conor McGregor. That's right! All right. 
All right, Connor. That's the answer to all these questions. I'm goddamn Connor McGregor, and don't you fucking forget about it. I won't. I won't. I won't. All right, Connor. Thank you for calling Thank in. Thank you very much. I have to go count my doubloons. <laughs> See, guys, people, we only bring you the best here, okay? <laughs> we only bring you the, the, the best. The, the only bring you the what best. What do you get me into? <laughs> what do you get me into? Uh, so... Um, what were we talking about? Uh, uh, Holly Holm versus Megan Anderson. I call that also because, look, I like Megan Anderson, but she has not fought the level of opposition as Holly Holm. You know, I at noon, I, I of course was watching you for Holly, my girl, Holly Holm. Yeah. I love that little girl. I think she's a beautiful lady. Why did uh, you become Elvis just now? Because that's what Holly, that's how you say Holly Holm. Okay, got it. So, uh, Holly Holm's like a peanut butter and mashed banana sandwich. Got it. So, uh, I, <laughs> Holly was, uh, I, I, so of course I watched that fight and, and, uh, of course, you know, hoping maybe, you know, maybe mid fight finger bang, who knows. Um, but uh, when they, the second they come out, they're like making her octagon debut. Yeah. I'm like, what? Well, she's been an Invicta. She's the Invicta champion. That, but who makes their debut in the championship match? Yeah, and she was, and, and you know, and she kept calling out Cyborg and saying that she was going to beat Cyborg and this and that. And I, she's not ready for that. Obviously not. She couldn't even get through Holly Holm. And, and well, Holly Holm is is a tough girl to yeah, fight. Absolutely, that's right. I, to my opinion, if it's not Cyborg, number two for me is Holly Holm. Yeah, probably. Yeah, forty five. Yes, uh, but it's just it's just a huge gap yeah. between Cyborg and everybody <laughs> else. <laughs> no pun intended. I mean it's. Holm. So, so, but it's such a huge gap. Um, now, now we're gonna call. Uh, let's see if this guy. How huge is it? it? It's it's huge. It's huge. Uh, but yeah, so Megan Anderson, she'll be back. She's tough. Oh, of course. You know, just definitely starting above her pay grade. And I guess they were figuring, you know, because she was basically a gigantress. Sorry, Mr. Oh shit, that was Shorty Torres. All right, uh, yeah. So, what's name says we can call him. I'm excited about that. We're gonna call Colby right now. All right. Uh, the champion. We're going to get the champion on the phone. All right. That was Shorty Torres. Uh, no, okay. Uh, yeah, so this is good. So I, I, I can't wait to see him versus Tyron Woodley. That's going to be what a buildup to that fight. Uh, Jesus. I mean, that's just going to be a huge fight. That's just, I mean, they, they, they genuinely hate each other. Listen, that's, that's what this sport needs. This guy's smart. He's not just a great competitor. He's really fucking smart. What about calling Brazilians? Maybe not smart. What about what about calling Brazilians filthy maybe animals? Not, maybe though? not smart, but I'm saying he's playing the game. Yeah. Whether it's smart or not, that may not be the right. Do you think? Do you think he goes too far by calling Brazilians filthy animals? I, listen, it's not for me to say. Would you do that? No, of course not. But what if they? Which, uh, to just to play devil's advocate or play Colby's advocate, uh, what if they said, Channing, you will die uh, while he was staying. They turn off the water in his hotel. Uh, so, like, I mean, that, that's his whole thing, is that Listen, they, they treat him. that's a different story. But yeah. I don't know what he said to lead up to that. Why are they after him like that? I mean, that's the thing. I, I, and also, wouldn't those Brazilians who did that be jerks versus all Brazilians? I, or, you know, this is an out-of-context conversation. Everything's about context. But I think also when you, when you, when you make sweeping generalizations, that's, that, that's, that's where you get in trouble. Yeah, and I think that's, I mean, just saying that, I mean, really, do you want Brazilians as a, as a country to, to hate you? They're all dangerous fighters. So that's all they do down there. They do three things: they dance, they fuck, and they fight. Brazilians? Well, yeah, they're built for it. They're just great at it. 
they're, they're great at more things, just dancing, fucking, and fighting. But I feel like that's really soccer. That's really dance fighting. <laughs> you reach Colby's. Uh, fuck Colby, pick up the phone, man. All right, all right. If, we're gonna call him back. If it doesn't pick up, I think Conor McGregor may need, need to uh, leave a message on his answer machine. <laughs> he actually has you worried. Colby Covington? You think I need him coming after me? He'll take on the whole nation of Brazil? <laughs> yeah. You take you do it. The guy does have the biggest balls. Yes, and that's what I'm saying. Like, he's playing the game, you know? So I got to give him credit for that. Do I agree with what he's saying? Fuck no. But that's not for me to judge. It's his career. Now, have you been watching his, like, uh, his, his uh, porn star videos at all? You know, politics aside, the guy's a great champ. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to agree with him to appreciate what he is as a champ. The guy, you hear, he has great knowledge of all of his competitors. Yeah. Of everybody, very deep, important knowledge about what everybody else has done, where they're at, what they I mean, yes, he uses it in a very negative way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's but... Not like, it's not like he's finally snatching up. Well, if you go to the, uh, uh, the second page of the Excel spreadsheet, as a club to beat them over the fucking head, but good for him. It demonstrates that he's not coming from a place of pure bravado. No. He's coming from a place of education, of knowing exactly who he is and what they are and where he stands against them. And as far as I'm concerned, obviously in his mind, he just proved it on Saturday night to everybody else. Yeah, no, that's a thing. And also, yeah, and he's also working his ass off. He's I mean, he's... You know how many? You know how many? How many people would just like win and then take a week off or a month off or? or I would take a month off at least. I would be knee deep in ho ho. I go to a jiu jitsu practice and I take four days off after practice. <laughs> this I went twenty five minutes against Rafael Dos Anjos and now it's Tuesday and he's back in the gym. The gym, that's amazing. That's fucking yeah, the guy's a beast. Or what is he? Twenty five? What is he? <laughs> I don't know. Sex appeal or something. Twist the seal. Yeah. He is. He's a, yeah. I And also him being a Trump supporter, that's what America is. We're allowed to have different opinions. Dude, exactly. I may disagree with you on that point, but that doesn't prevent me from being able to appreciate you as a great fighter and a a great showman. I mean, he's putting on, uh, you know, he's putting on a hell of a show. Yeah, he is. I I can't wait to see him and Tyron Woodley, though. Uh, Yeah, so... listen, that's going to be a fucking monster fight. Oh, yeah. That's going to be fantastic. Yeah, and I, fuck, man, it just, there's going to be, Tyron has to, in order to be competitive and win that fight for Tyron, he has to not let his emotions get to the best of him, because that's going to be really easy to do, is want to kill this guy, you know, and just to go headhunting, and then you could burn out really quick doing that. Yeah, that's part of the stratagem, you know, that's what makes what he's doing work. Yeah. Colby. Yeah. You know, getting them all spun up, <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Well, you got an audition for Disney? Yeah, I gotta run out to Disney. Good luck. And I'll see you at Dime later tonight. Yes, later tonight. I'll see you guys at the Dime. And also, don't forget, guys, don't forget to watch me on Ghosted. Also, I'm teaching my workshops again if you want to learn the art of stand up. Just go to my website, thecomedyinstitute.com. Yes. Thank you, Greg Wilson. Okay, now we're gonna talk to undefeated star Andre Harrison, 17 0, PFL stud. Got the win last Thursday. Let's talk to him. Drain the ball. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're back. What happened? Huh? What happened to you? My phone. My phone literally just died. Uh-huh. I had to run into oh, well, fucking... the gas station to get me a charger. Oh, well, uh, uh, great timing, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. 
not like I'm trying to do a podcast or anything. So anyway, so Dre, so I always yes, said sir. I always said that you right now, I think, are the most underrated fighter in the world. Uh, I think that you don't get your just due. I think it's ridiculous. The UFC has not called you yet. There, there's no reason you're 17 and 0, 18 and 0 now. Why you shouldn't be in the UFC fighting for the best guys in the world? Uh, do you agree? Yeah, I, I do. I definitely do agree. Um, but um, you know, for me, like I, I'm looking at it a little different, man. Like I was trying, I was trying so hard at one point to get in there and you know display you know my skill set or whatever. And it just got frustrating, man. It was like, it got to a point where it's like, yo, everybody knows that this guy's right now in the UFC roster that I can beat. And that's just, that's just facts right there. Like CM and, Punk and Michael and the Jackson? Fact that, um, I'm sorry? Like CM Punk and Mike Jackson? Oh my gosh. Like that, like that kind of stuff. Like CM Punk is 0-2 now, but 0-1-1 and he's on the main card of, of you know, of a, of a fight card. I'm like, how is that possible? Meanwhile, at, at one point in time, I'm 14, 15, and no fighting tough guys, and and I can't get a shot. You know what I mean? So I just I just you know let things be how they be, and now I'm in a tournament where you know if I continue doing what I've been doing my entire career, I'll be a millionaire by the end of the year. Right, which would be nice because it would take you a very long time to make a million dollars in the UFC. Uh... A lot longer than it would take to in, in the end. Yeah. Now, I don't like this whole point system, though, because I do feel like, like right now, Steven Seiler, because he got a first-round finish, is ranked higher than you in this thing. And, but you're fighting tougher guys, and maybe your whole thing isn't about but, finishing um, people. I hello? Mean, yeah, hello? Can you hear me? Yeah. But, but yeah, I can, but you point, some people look at the point system as like a ranking system. As if, like, that's the end-all, be-all. But um, I know you, especially coming from a wrestling background, we all know that rankings is just a piece of paper. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, it's, it's almost like they just graded you on your fights. That doesn't mean that, you know, Sila is better than me or that I'm better than somebody else who may not even have points right now. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you have to win in order to advance, and that's just what it is. You know what I mean? So um, Sila was in a hell of a fight, you know, went ahead and pulled out a, you know, a, a awesome triangle, you know, kudos to him, but um, you know, at some point in time, he's going to have to be matched up with, you know, somebody else and somebody else and somebody else, and he's going to have to keep, you know, winning, same as me, same as Lance, same as anybody else in any of the ways, you know what I mean? And so, um, it, it's just, it's one of those things where I think too much people put too much um, uh, weight on the on the point system like that it doesn't really matter so much. It's the wins matter. You have to win in order to get to the next round. Now, do you think you have a mark? Is it going to be hard for you to get up for some of these guys? Because I got like Lance Palmer, who you beat, right? So he, you think he has more of a motivation to beat you? Hello? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, you like cut, you, you were cutting in and out. All right. Let me, I'm going I'm to call you back from my, uh, from, from, from my home. Pick up the phone, though, okay? Hold on one sec. All right, so... We're All right, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm good. I'm trying to know now. All right, cool. Good. Here we go. Boom. Harrison, we are back. You bet. What, did your phone die now? Yeah, my phone died, and then it was like, and I had to go inside, and I couldn't get wireless. I'm doing it from my garage. And then my, 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 my dog's barking. It's, it's a whole thing. 
So, but we're back. This is hilarious. Just like you, I don't quit. All right. So, uh, here we go. Just like you. All right. So you met. So your first date was at my comedy show. No, that wasn't a first date, but um, I brought her. I brought her to your comedy show. Ah, and you were okay. there. We met. Um, your then now. Uh, we we met your fiance at the time, but yeah. your wife now. No, yeah. I, I'm having a baby in uh, like five weeks. Congrats, man. Thank you. Any any advice on being a dad? Um, oof, uh, the first couple months, I mean, the first couple years suck, but um, it gets better. <laughs> wait, wait, what do, you, what do you mean they suck? Why, why, why would they suck the first couple years? Because, like, I mean, I, all right, this is going to sound real bad, but his, and this is just my experience. It might be different from other for other people, but um, when the baby first come out, like the woman carries the baby. So, you know, for a man, it's like I don't, I didn't really, you know, just get uh, a, a some kind of special attachment, you know, to the to the kid right out the gate, you know. And it's like all the baby does is just cry, shit, and eat every hour, hour and a half, two hours. So they just mess up your sleep schedule, and it's like they don't do anything. So it's like it's like, well, all right, you just wake up every hour and a half, and then you know your wife that she can't really do anything because she's still recovering from the from the you know the birth and everything. So it's like everything just falls on you, you know. And that and that there's so for me personally, if I'm just being honest, there was nothing fun about that experience. Right. But then as they start growing and they start doing shit like. When they hear your voice and they start smiling and like they don't have any teeth, you just seeing gums like <laughs> shit like that to make you laugh and smile. Or you know when when they're all fussy and you you know either you or your wife is the only person that can soothe them and it makes you feel good about yourself, you know. Well, okay. And um, you know things like that, like you know the all the first time stuff, and then when they start talking and you realize like they're like a little person, you know what I mean? Like they're a little man or a little woman and. You know, and then it's part of you, like, there's certain things that, um, certain habits that you may have that you don't really realize at the moment that they'll do and, or, you know, that your wife will have and they'll start doing those things just because, you know, genetically they're part you, part her. And, you know, you'll catch them and you'll be like, oh, damn, boy, now, it's really my child. Now, do you, you have know, your kid doing any kind of wrestling or jujitsu or anything yet? No, but my, my daughter, she, um, she's like play uh, soccer and she'll she'll run and stuff like that and she's like really a good athlete that part uh, and my ex-wife she was um she was all-american in track in college wow so the athletic part like she she has that down packed the issue comes into play is she doesn't have my mentality she has a mom's mentality and her mom is a little like on the sensitive side you know what i mean she's a lot soft like me i I make no excuse for anything, you know what I mean? If I want to do something, I just figure out a way to get it done, you know? Her mom will make a couple stabs at it, but then she's like, all right, you know, obviously this is not meant to be. I don't accept this is not meant to be. I'm finding a way to do it. Yeah, right, of course. Well, I mean, you've had to overcome all kinds of obstacles in your life. So, you know, you don't take no for an answer. At all. Right, 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 right. Uh, do you, now, do you still keep in touch with any any of your friends from high school or college? Oh, my! So the people that I, I was surrounding myself with from middle school are still the people that I that I'm with every single day now. Um, 
and some of my friends from college. Actually, one of my roommates in college is actually in Manhattan right now. So I'm going to be seeing him a little later on tonight. And um, whatchamacallit, um, like, I, I, I have the same exact circle. Really nothing's changed. Only people that got added was um, some of the people from the gym. Right. Now, we had Colby Covington earlier on the podcast. What are your thoughts about Colby? He's a tough dude, man. I, he fought a couple um, a little while back, man. It was fun watching him fight. You know, um, he's, he's a tough dude, man. How do you think him versus Tyron Woodley goes? <sighs> That's tough to call, man, because Tyron, I feel like it's, it's two different people, man. Like, sometimes when he shows up, he looks like uh, a freak of nature. And then other times he shows up and it's like, Come on, Tyrone. You know what you could do, man. You go out there and do it. You know, so you never really know which one you're gonna get. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if Kobe can get under his skin and have, and can gas him out, then I think you know I've, a lot of the, uh, conventional thinking is he's got two or three rounds in him to beat Kobe, and then maybe Kobe could out cardio him. But Tyrone's gonna know that though, right? So it's not like he's just gonna, you know, it's not like he's he's not aware of that. But also, if Tyrone could put his hands on him. You know, I don't know anybody that can stand up to Tyrant's power. Anybody at 170. So That dude That dude can hit, man. Yeah. I would love to I can't wait to see it. I think it's gonna I they I Colby was saying a Madison Square Garden in like November. Man, that's a really curious fight because I'm trying to think where they have the advantages. Like wrestling MMA wrestling, it's pretty even, right? Jiu Jitsu even. Yeah. Striking I would Tyron, right? But yeah. heart, you, they both have a ton of heart. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's it's a really really even fight. Yeah, man. It's def it definitely like you said, it's a curious matchup because you don't know what's gonna happen. You know, but I do think if um if Tyrone comes out and he's uh you know aggressive and looking to to go out for the kill like right away, um I think it'd be a, you know I, I, he. He's a different kind of dude, man, but he wants to be. That's that's the issue. Yeah, and he's not going to want to lose to Colby. Like, he, he, no, not he's at not going to be understanding at all. Um, now, who do you like, Stipe versus Cormier? Oh, man. I've, I've, Stipe came to Belmore a few times. Um, he came to come help Dion uh, Volante get ready for fights and stuff. And I met him, man. He's a cool dude, and I really like him, man, but... Um, that that's a tough tough matchup, man. Cause um, um, DC's wrestling is different. You know what I mean? Like he he's a different kind of dude on the ground. You know, so I feel like if he can take um, Stepe down a few times and land some of that like vicious ground and pound like he did to um, Anthony Johnson, then it could be you know it could be a rough night for Stepe. But um, if uh, if um, Stipe can, you know, he has really, really good footwork. He's a lot longer and bigger. If he can, you know, make it a rough night for DC takedown-wise and, and, you know, really land some good, hard shots on him, man, he, he has power, you know. So if he hits him, he can, he, can, he can hurt him, man, and change the game up. So, again, that's a different kind of matchup. I'm not sure how, how that's going to go. That's tough. And then they're saying Brock Lesnar versus John Jones. Yeah, I got John Jones, man. 
Um, I know he had a whole bunch of hiccups and, you know, people um, like to taint his legacy and with everything that he's been through and everything that's happened. But at the end of the day, man, that dude, to me, in my mind, is one of the most gifted fighters ever, you know? And yeah, or I, I don't gifted, yeah. see anybody being able to beat him. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. If only he had, like, Clay Guida's personality or something, you know? Yeah, like, I think people just generally don't like him, you know? Well, he, he, he does make it hard, though. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, he, he doesn't make it easy at all, but at the end of the day, man, the dude is, at what he does, he's definitely, you know, one of the best to ever do it. Yeah, one, one, 100%. Well, listen, thank you for being on the podcast. I can't wait. July 17th, Nassau Coliseum. Uh, 19th. July 19th, Nassau Coliseum. Come see Dre, the Bull Harrison. He's the, you're the man. Uh, thanks for doing the podcast. No problem, no problem, man. And you got to bring your show back again on the East Coast, man. I 100% will, man. 100% will. Thanks, brother. No